Welcome to Tales from Avistrum, Betrayal, Episode 2. A bright moon illuminated Maldrago Devante's path towards the empty building, past a ragged for sale sign dangling from the fence post at the front of the drive. Tracing property records, he and Anastasia Boudreaux of the Department of Mystery Special Investigative Unit had identified this forlorn little muggle farmhouse as a potential safe house where he could find Cristala Coles. Miss Coles was on the run after being identified as a French spy, and Maldrago was here to scout around and see if this is where she had gone to ground. Ever since Anastasia had asked for his help with this investigation, he had been experiencing a strange feeling in the pit of his stomach. He prided himself on being a man who trusted his gut, but the evidence didn't quite add up yet. For now, he decided to keep an open mind. Cows? Hippogriffs are so much better. Maldrago muttered to himself sniffing the northern Colorado air. This farm was located in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by tall, yellow grass and, you guessed it, cows. As he neared the building, he slowed his footsteps to keep from making too much noise and drew his wand. He crouched to peek in the window at the corner of the farmhouse. Excusez-moi, Mr. Devante. Sneaking around is not polite. Hearing the voice caused Maldraco to jump. He whipped around to find himself face to face with Cristala Coles, her wand already drawn and trained upon him. Well, aren't you good at this? He said sardonically. Well, I was a spy for many years. So you admit it? I never denied it. You just assumed I would. Touché. Hearing a rustle to his left, Maldrico moved quickly, casting Expellianus towards Cristala and rolling quickly to his right to duck another spell he instinctively felt come toward him from the bushes. He popped quickly back to his feet and fired a disarming spell back toward this second attacker. He saw a wand fly out of the bush as he turned his attention and wand back to Cristala. You may be a spy, but whoever is in there never was. Very noisy. Well now, no need to be rude, sir. Trent? Trent Mordegarn, the Avisrum Potion Master, stood out of the bushes, brushing leaves off of his pants. Oh yes, hello, Maldraco. Maldraco's eyebrows narrowed in thought. Ah. Uh. The film. So, you've been assisting her all this time? Oh, no. I had no idea of her situation previously. Well, then why are you assisting her knowing she's a traitor? There's more to it than that, my boy. Give her the chance to explain. Maldrico's struggle was visible. He should arrest them both, here and now. Fine. But you have five minutes. If I don't report back soon, you'll have a whole team of agents on this location. Cristala took a deep breath, pondering how to explain all of this with so little time. Long story short, yes, I was a spy for the French government. 
and I was tasked with feeding them information about the Fountain of Youth, which of course led me to Avestron. But I went dark after realizing I had found a new home and people who cared for me. I had found a new family. That isn't enough of a reason to not arrest you. I have been loyal to Avestron for many years now. I have not fed my handlers any information since I've gone dark. But now that they're after me, I have to protect the people I've come to love and care for. So she reached out to me, partially to help ensure my safety, and since surely they would be after my knowledge, but also for assistance in discovering what it is they want to know about the Fountain of Youth. Besides the obvious, of course. I want to offer a trade to Anastasia and the U.S. resident government. All the information that the French government are after in return for my safety and freedom. Well, why not reach out to your old handlers for some answers? Or explain this to Anastasia first instead of just running. I don't know who I can trust at this point. I trust Anastasia, but I can't turn myself over empty-handed. I believe that I am the only one who has most of the pieces of this puzzle, which means I will not be much help behind bars. Cristalla looked at Maldraca with pleading eyes. Once I have more information, I will turn myself in, handing it all over to Anastasia. I just need time. Maldraco turned his attention to Trent. And do you trust her? She has been my protege for a long while now. I like to believe I have a good understanding of her intentions and how her thought process works. Yes, I trust her. He turned back to Cristalla. All right, so who was your main contact? What? Look, your love for the school and all your friends is super great and all, but I kind of need something a bit more substantial than your word. No offense. I understand. My main contact's name was Damaris Vakuli. Cristalla watched intently as Maldraco's expression betrayed shock and confusion before he quickly masked it. Damaris, are you sure about that? I'm positive. Do you know them? Yeah, uh, through my time in special ops with Q. I know they're not with the French government. Maldraco interrupted Cristalla before she could utter any of the many questions on her mind and tapped the chain on his wrist. I can't say anything more. I accept your promise, and I'm going to let you go. At least for now. Anastasia's smart, though, and I won't try to keep her off your trail. You'll need to gather whatever information you can as quickly as possible. There may be more to this than any of us originally thought. Maldraco returned to the school in the wee hours of the morning and fell into bed. However, he found he could not sleep. As he tossed and turned, he wrestled with how much to tell Anastasia about his meeting with Cristalla and Trent. Hello? Maldraco, good to see you. Maldraco smiled at his cousin, school doctor Signa Jones. If there was one person that he completely trusted at Abistrum, it was definitely her. Wow. No clumsy children to tend to? He said it with a chuckle, noting the empty hospital wing. Don't jinx me. We've got some first years in spring quidditch practice right now. I'm sure it won't be long until someone is running in here. Scorpio helping out on the pitch? I think it's just the coach on the field today. <laughs> They'll be fine. 
Signet chuckled at him, shaking her head as she put away some potion bottles in her cabinet. Anyway, to what do I owe this visit? I... I've actually got something sort of kind of serious to ask you. But I can't really give you, like, any context. Because, you know, super secret government stuff. I suppose I will try to answer to the best of my ability, then. What's going on, Meldraco? Meldraco sat on one of the hospital beds as his cousin continued to organize and put medical items away, marking the items off on her inventory sheet as she went. He glanced down at the chain on his wrist, wondering if he could manage to be vague enough. So, this is about Cristala. She is... She's in big trouble. She did something very, well, not good. She is guilty, but she seems to be trying to make up for her past by doing whatever she can right now. And there may be more to it than what's on the surface to us. Currently, I'm not sure where I stand. I'm kind of stuck in between right now. Signa's eyebrows rose in surprise, but she nodded slowly. Okay, so... What is your question? You have a good read of people. I value your opinion, and you know Cristala better than I do. Can I trust her? Signa paused what she was doing, putting a vial down on a table. She breathed in deeply, sitting down on the bed across from him. What do your instincts say? I don't know. I think both sides are valid. I have a bad feeling there are many layers I don't see yet. She... Meldraco stopped himself from going down a tangent that surely would have ended up with the bracelet breaking. I feel like she may not have known any better in the moment, and is no longer the person she was when... I, I don't think she's that person anymore. I could tell you everything I know about her, but what matters are those instincts? Yeah, maybe. For what it is worth, I would say I trust her. She has shown loyalty, compassion, and concern for the school as a whole. Granted, I don't know what she did, but if it was before finding us, I would prefer to believe that she had her reasons. Thank you. I think I needed to hear that. A silent moment passed between the two, before Maldraco slapped his knees, rising from the bed. Well, time to get back to the old grind. Cygnus stood as well, reaching to give his arm a reassuring squeeze. Hey, just remember, when you're in a position where you don't know who to trust, trust yourself. Thank you. The two exchanged a smile before Maldracos turned to a devilish grin. Maybe I'll make a quick stop by the pitch. Teach him how you're not a true Quidditch player until you get an injury. Nothing bad, just like a concussion or two. Maldraco made his steps quick after that remark, but not quick enough to evade a swat of the inventory sheet. Don't you have actual work to do? Maldraco walked towards Anastasia's office. He felt better after talking things over with Signa, but he still wasn't sure how he would handle this meeting. He reached out to knock on Anastasia's office door, but... Before he made contact with the wood, it swung open on its own. Come in, Maldraco. Spooky, but okay. Anastasia turned back to her board with her hands behind her back. What do you find out? She asked without 
turning to face Meldraco. Hey, your intelligence was good. They were there. They? Trent Bordigan. He was with her. As her prisoner? No. No, not as a prisoner. Interesting. But they're not here. So what the hell happened? For once, Meldraco was pleased to be speaking to the back of someone's head. It typically made him feel as though he were being ignored, as though people weren't taking him seriously. But it sure made bending the truth easier. They got the drop on me. It was two against one, so they were able to get away. With this, Anastasia whipped around. I knew it would last. Thought Maldraco. Anastasia snuck a look at her bracelets. Maldraco thought he might have seen it, but couldn't be sure. Nonetheless, the gold, silver, and bronze bracelets were all still intact. Do you have any leads on where they might have gone? The trail led north before it went cold, but the fact that they headed north first leads me to believe they're actually going to go east. Anastasia laughed. She had made the same deduction along with him. Maldraco smiled. What leads you to that assumption? The fact that Cristala is as good as she is leads me to believe there should be no signs at all. Since there are, I have to assume they were planted. Now the easy choice would be for her to double back south, to the desert. But that's just that, the easy choice. Spies are too good for the easy choices. That leaves us with east and west. Then, being in Colorado, there's a lot more area for them to hide out east than there is to the west. Anastasia was impressed. She had always respected Maldraco, but tended to see him more as a fighter than a detective. He was better than she had realized. Not bad reasoning. Now, what's out east that could be a decent hiding place? Well, the majority of previous fountains in the U.S. were east of here. Chicago, Florida, New York. Those aren't particularly good hiding places just out in the open like that. They could be heading to Salem, trying to hide in plain sight. I doubt it, though. It would be too risky. Could have left the country, but that would mean potentially getting involved with another government. So that wouldn't make as much sense. Maldraco rattled off all of these theories and then stopped to think. Anastasia decided to jump in. I'd say those are all good ideas, and you're right. They wouldn't go to any of those places. Oh, but what about one of Trent's remote labs? He told me he had some near past fountains when he stayed there doing research. Hmm. I didn't think of that. The Everglades are about as far from here and Salem as you can get. Could go check it out, see if I can track it down. Okay, go check it out. Then report back to me. Stay very low profile. She could have charms warning her if someone gets too close. Can do. Talk to you in a while. With that, Maldraco stood up and left the office. Anastasia returned her gaze to her board. She had this feeling in her stomach, a feeling that Maldraco was hiding something from her. She glanced down at her bracelets and saw the bronze ones still glittering and intact. Her instincts were rarely wrong, but the Fidelitas charm wouldn't lie. And yet, the feeling would not go away. She would have to keep a close eye on Meldraco. A gentle breeze blew across the sands as dusk fell upon the desert. 
the dried yucca blossoms rattled on the plants as the last rays of sun shone through the windows of Desmond Kubrick's lab. Inside, he was feverishly writing in a journal, while his invention, a large wand attached to a gunstock, sat on his bench. We seem to have overcome the issue of direct contact and wand symbiosis. The handle acts as a conduit, the user to activate the auto wand without direct contact. Hmm, yes, very promising. A swift knock came on the lab door. Odd. I'm not expecting anyone. Desmond went to the door and turned the knob. But the door swung open fast, pulling the knob from his hand as a wand tip was pressed to his nose. Uh, what is this? Crystal Coleste backed Desmond into the room at one point. I am terribly sorry, Professor Q, but I do not know who to trust at the moment. Trent Vortigern hustled through the door, swiftly shut it behind him, and gently placed his hand on Cristala's wrist, lowering her wand. And this won't engender trust with anyone, Miss Coles. My dear professor, it has been too long. Trent offered a handshake to Desmond, who responded by pulling his own wand from the table and pointing it at his two guests. Sorry, Trent. I'll have to do a bit more explaining than that. I haven't had a wand pulled on me since I left active duty in the R's service. You're lucky I haven't blown a hole clean through you both. That's a bit dark for you, isn't it, Q? Trent closed the distance between himself and Desmond until the tip of his wand was pressed firmly against Trent's chest. I no longer fear death, my old friend. My only ask is that you hear us both out and wait to make your decision on ventilating us until we've said our piece. Deal? Trent stuck out his hand once again, while Desmond's eyes darted nervously to Cristala and back to Trent. Desmond slowly lowered his wand, his face showing the curiosity that was overtaking him once again. What do you mean, you no longer fear death? (laughs) All in due time, Desmond. Do we have a deal? Desmond reached out and shook Trent's hand. Deal. Let's all put our wands away and sit, shall we? And that is when I enlisted the help of Professor Vortigern. I see. May I be blunt, Cristala? Of course. You did commit espionage against the Department of Magic and the United States, did you not? I did. Then, with all due respect, why should I help you? Because I do not believe I was working for the French government. Explain. I was working for the Maris Vecuri. What? I haven't heard that name in years. When you were working in the special operations with Mel Drago. Yes, I know, he told me. Wait, what? Maldrico told you? He's on your side? Sort of. It's complicated. (laughs) 
All manner of spy games are, aren't they? All right. What do you need from me? Really? You'll help us? I trust Maldraco. He's a good man, and the best to have is backup in a firefight. Trusted him with my life on several occasions. If he's backing you, it's got to be for a good reason. We need a place to lay low and continue our research. Very well. The lab is at your disposal. It's already unplottable, but I'll add extra charms to keep it hidden. And if Anastasia comes sniffing around? We'll deal with it if and when it happens. I have a few ideas. Another swift three knocks came on the door. The three looked at each other nervously. Were you expecting someone? No, I wasn't expecting you to either. However, now I'm half expecting a chupacabra to be on the other side of that door. Desmond cautiously approached the metal door, wand in hand. A few feet away, he stopped and called out, somewhat more feebly than he intended. Uh, who is it? I smell Draco. Let me in. Desmond cracked the door slightly, peeking around the corner to be sure it was really him. Once satisfied, he opened the door and quickly ushered Maldraco into the room. Were you followed? What? Why would I be? Then Maldraco spotted Cristola and Trent sitting at the table. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, no, no, I wasn't followed. When did they get here? Oh, a bit ago. Heads up, would have been nice. I wasn't expecting them. I only came to talk to you about Demaris Faculi. But since I let your name slip, I guess I should have been expecting them. Anyway, I had to meet with Anastasia first. What did she say? She knows something's up. She's one of the sharpest detective lines in the Aura Corps. It won't be long until she figures out where you've gone. Cristala and Trent exchanged a look. So, Maldraco, does that mean you intentionally tried to lead her away from us? No, not intentionally. I actually thought you might have gone to Florida. But I'm with you guys on this one. If someone of Vakuli's organization dined you out, then I believe you weren't being run by the French government at all. And Anastasia? She's chasing the wrong people. A new sound suddenly filled the room, like the slow cracking of ice on a winter's puddle in the morning sun. The four stared at each other, puzzled looks passing between them, until Maldraco realized the sound was coming from his wrist. He raised it and watched as the bronze bracelet slowly crumbled into dust. Once disintegrated, the dust formed into a shifting cloud, which suddenly rocketed across the room and through the wall. Was that a Fidelitas bracelet? Oh crap. The narrator is played by Stephanie Prue. Maldraco Devante is played by Matt Sumter. Cristela Coles is played by Krista Colasar. Trent Vortigern is played by Eddie Detlos. Dr. Signa Jones is played by Diana Jones. Anastasia Boudreau is played by Rachel Finley. Desmond Kubrick 
is played by Jason Cusenberry. There are three paths presented to you. The blue flame has the great risk, correct? Are you sure, Sophie? I foresee a path you can understand, let alone tread, but you will have to walk yourself. I am no stranger to being alone. I... I know it better than anything else. Ambush! Vix left a note saying they were going to explore and... For all intents, I should have you exiled. They're with us now. The Sunless. <laughs> this is blood. Are your minds made up too? Then step into the room behind me, adventurous. I wish you find what you seek and can heal your world. Dice Tower Theater, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Join us next time for the final episode of Tales from Avastrum, Betrayal. For more info, please visit our website at www.avastrum.org, visit our Facebook page, or search for Avastrum on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, stand tall and raise your wands high.